Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio. Your hometown news broadcasting from the Debbie Matthews Nashville Realty Newsroom in Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Friday, December 8th, and we start, as always, with local news. A single-engine airplane that took off from Knoxville Thursday morning crashed in Giles County near Pulaski, according to the Giles County Sheriff's Office. Two people have been confirmed dead, but their identities have not yet been released. A single-engine Beechcraft 35 crashed by a road near Pulaski around 11.15 a.m. local time on Thursday, December 7th, a spokesperson from the Federal Aviation Administration said. The FAA and National Transportation Safety Board will investigate. The NTSB will be in charge of the investigation and will provide further updates. The crash happened near the Marshall County line, a sheriff's office staff member said. Officials with the Abernathy Field Airport in Pulaski reported the plane had gone down about seven or eight miles northeast of the airport. Bystanders saw the plane go down, said Bill Myers, director of emergency services for Giles County. This was in a remote area of the county and a remote area of the property, so it took some time to reach, he said. Myers said the plane crashed into a hillside and two people inside were killed. An area search is being conducted to make sure there are no other victims, he added. The medical examiner is on the scene and the FAA has just arrived, Meyer said. According to FlightAware.com, a single-engine 1965 Beechcraft Bonanza took off from Home Island Airport in Knoxville at 10.48 a.m. and was headed for the airport in Pulaski when it crashed a little more than an hour later. Columbia Fire Chief Ty Cobb returned to work last week following a 30-day suspension, which was issued in late October due to what the city described as, quote, insubordination. In addition to the 30-day suspension without pay, Cobb was also given a year of probation, which will expire November 27th of 2024. Details as to what constituted the insubordination charge were never made clear at the time of the suspension, though Cobb said he is anxious to resume his duties with the department he has served for nearly three decades. I'm glad to be back serving, protecting, and supporting my community as I've been blessed to do for the past 25 years, Cobb said. I want to thank everyone for the prayers, cards, phone calls, and words of encouragement I have received. I'm thankful and honored to be your fire chief, he said. After making an open records request to the city, the Daily Herald found only minimal correspondence between Cobb and city staff, first with Cobb requesting an internal investigation of his department on September 21st. According to the email, the investigation was in connection to the May 3rd incident in which former firefighter Roy Brooks, who is terminated in 2022, was charged with carrying a firearm onto Central High School's campus in response to an active shooter call, which turned out to be a hoax. Brooks was later indicted August 17th by a grand jury for carrying a firearm onto the campus of Central and has a trial set for May 22nd, 2024 in Murray County. I'm requesting an internal investigation into the City of Columbia Central High School May 3rd incident and what has transpired since May 3rd of 2023, Cobb stated in a September 21st email requesting the internal investigation. The safety of my employees and the people of Columbia are my top priority, he said. On October 28th, City Manager Tony Massey sent a follow-up email notifying Cobb of his suspension effective June, I'm sorry, effective October 30th, as well as the subsequent year-long probation expiring November 27th of 2024. 
According to the city's charter regarding disciplinary actions against city employees, suspensions without pay must be approved by the city manager. The employee may also request a predetermination hearing within three days of receiving notice of the suspension, with the hearing being granted within five days of the request. The hearing would then consist of the employee, the employee's department head, the city's human resources director, and the city manager. The predetermination hearing provides an informal opportunity for the employee to challenge the proposed suspension before the final decision is made as to whether to suspend, the charter reads. At the predetermination hearing, the employee will be allowed to present written statements of witnesses or any other information to the city manager regarding the charges under consideration, it reads. However, in the case of a department head being considered for suspension, the decision falls only on the city manager, Massey said. Department heads under the city charter are under the direction of the city manager and are not classified as civil service employees, Massey said. And because of this, they don't have the same appeal process we would follow, a predetermination or civil service hearing an employee would have. Massey added that department heads are classified as at-will employees, which are appointed by the city manager. Therefore, the city manager has the authority to make disciplinary actions. There is a difference when it's a department head and a civil service employee, Massey said. It's why we didn't go before a civil service board. It would not apply in this situation. Massey later said he did not wish to discuss further details regarding Cobb's suspension, only that the city approached the situation according to the charter in an appropriate manner. I don't discuss personnel matters, never have in my career working in the public, Massey said. I just think it's the right thing to do. Massey concluded saying he is happy to see Cobb back in service, especially just in time for last weekend's Columbia Main Street Christmas Parade, in which Cobb provided commentary throughout the night. I'm looking forward to him resuming his position and doing everything he can as fire chief to promote Columbia Fire and Rescue and the city of Columbia, Massey said. It was great having him back on Saturday, being the same old Ty Cobb, he said. The Spring Hill Christmas Parade is set for Saturday, December 9th, and leading the parade as Grand Marshal this year will be Spring Hill City Recorder April Goad. Goad is a 36-year veteran employee of the city and has become a staple inside City Hall, no matter where it might be located. I'm so honored to be chosen to lead the Spring Hill Christmas Parade, she said. This city and its people mean so much to me, and I am so grateful to be thought of in such a manner. Goad has seen the city change from a small rural town to the growing city it has become since her time began at the city. City Hall was moved from a small one-room building that also housed the one fire truck to a place that has been expanded at least once and will be again soon. Watching the town grow into a city as an employee was unique, she said. I had a bird's-eye view of how we operated in each phase of the city's life, from a small town to a growing community to a major city. It's been a wild ride, she said. Spring Hill Parks and Recreation Director Casey Williams said she couldn't think of anyone in the city more deserving of the honor in 2023. What April has seen in this community and what she's meant to it behind the scenes is unmatched, she said. On top of everything else, she's just a wonderful person to know, and I'm so happy to get to get a chance to celebrate her and what she means to this community, she said. Most people will have no idea of her contributions to our city, former Mayor Rick Graham said. She has seen Spring Hill go through a lot in 36 years and has made it all better. She has a huge heart and treats everyone with respect, he said. Mayor Jim Hageman said the city couldn't run without her guidance and praised Goad's character as well. She is the best, he said. 
The perseverance she's shown through the years as she's battled cancer and continued to be an amazing city recorder is just a testament to who she is as a person and a testament to her humanity, he said. Goad was also recognized by the Tennessee Association of Municipal Clerks and Recorders with the 2023 Distinguished Service Award. There will be road closures throughout the city during the day of the event that will begin at 4.30 p.m. along the parade route, which starts at 5 p.m., and closures will remain in place for the duration. Roads along the route are expected to reopen at approximately 6.30 p.m. Harvey Park will also be closed on the day of the parade. There will be no designated parking, public parking, on the day of the event. Farm Credit Mid-America is pleased to welcome Laura Lee Harris as an associate financial officer at its Columbia office. Before stepping into her role at Farm Credit Mid-America, Harris worked in government relations as a lobbyist for the Tennessee Farm Bureau Federation and the Tennessee Chamber of Commerce and Industry. Farm Credit Mid-America is essential in securing the future of agriculture, and I am grateful for this opportunity, said Harris. I'm committed to serving farm and rural people and look forward to providing solutions to fit our community's needs. Harris graduated from the University of Tennessee at Knoxville, where she earned a degree in communications. We're excited to have Laura Lee join the team. She has deep knowledge of the agriculture industry from her previous roles, and we can't wait to see what new ideals she'll bring to the team, said Scott Holmes, regional vice president for Farm Credit Mid-America. We're dedicated to providing the farmers and rural residents of this area with the best possible financial solutions for their unique situations. Laura Lee's deep understanding of the industry makes her the perfect addition to our team. We invite anyone in the community to stop by and meet her and the rest of our team, he said. Farmers and producers can connect with Harris and her Farm Credit Mid-America team members by calling the Columbia office at 931-388-2591. The highly contested proposal for a sleep-in hotel in Spring Hill has taken the next step in the process of approval during the most recent Spring Hill Planning Commission meeting. A 22,000-square-foot hotel is proposed, which would encompass 36 rooms in four stories. The site is on the west side of Kedron Parkway and sits on 1.41 acres. Commissioner Jonathan Duda made a point to note the exterior of the proposed building did not meet the design standards the city hoped to set in its town center district. Across the street from you, you have a library that we constructed. We made a point to put dormers and the child care facility next to you, he said. Town Center is a more classical theme that was set in the late 80s when it was approved. My comment is how can you more incorporate the Town Center's original concept? Take a look at those buildings and see what was intended, he said. Architects on the project said the building was proposed this way in order to meet high height requirements, but originally had similar stylings as a three-story height. The Planning Commission does reserve the right to allow buildings to be higher than the 50-foot limit if the Commission deems it necessary. The building's new height was made necessary due to the parking space requirements within the city's code. A variance was requested by the applicant for fewer parking spots, but was denied. Architectural design, however, is the least of the concerns of citizens opposed to a high-traffic hotel in the area, continuing to note the inconsistencies between the city's long-term vision and the current city zoning. One comment stated, This area of the downtown already includes subdivisions, townhomes, apartments, city offices, post offices, banks, community credit unions, a local library, dog park, and city park, and soon we'll have a daycare and learning center. 
I would encourage you to consider the extensive work done to develop the future land use area that is designated in the downtown city center in which the hotel is being proposed and the desired community character the comprehensive plan was developed to protect. Citizen feedback, both online and during each meeting where this has been proposed, has been mostly negative toward a hotel being built in what is designated as a downtown area. Austin Brass of the city's staff noted in a May meeting that while the plot is inside the designated area, it is zone C4, which would allow a hotel to be built by right without approval from the commission if all other requirements are met. I do appreciate the zoning is C4 and that we are right of use, citizen Christy Smith said. I don't think the downtown city of Spring Hill is a place where that sleep-in is appropriate. I believe that our city is valued more if higher-income people are coming to stay. She said, Alderman Matt Fitter implored upon the project engineers to take the feedback from citizens about the sleep-in brand back to the client. I would encourage you to listen to the citizen feedback you're about to hear and take it back to your client, he said. I would tend to agree with those comments about the brand, he said. The King's Daughters School and Heritage Bank and Trust are once again seeking help to make many Christmas wishes come true with the 23rd annual Santa's Mailbox Gift Drive. The annual drive will run through Thursday, December 14th. Wish letters can be picked up from Santa's Mailbox at Heritage Bank and Trust branches in Columbia and Mount Pleasant. The letters are from disadvantaged King's Daughters students and state custody kids who will be spending Christmas on campus. Students have written about their Christmas wishes and letters to Santa, Santa's mailbox should be easy to spot when you walk into a Heritage Bank and Trust lobby. Each letter contains one Christmas wish item for a student, a press release states. We are so grateful to Heritage Bank and Trust for their support of our Santa's mailbox program. Many of our students cannot go home for the holidays, so the contributions of the bank, their customers, and our entire community make their Christmas wishes come true. King's Daughter School Executive Director Shauna Pounder said, once gifts are returned, they will be wrapped by the King's Daughters staff members and placed in Santa's bag, ready for delivery at the King's Daughters School campus on Christmas Eve. The school and bank members thank you ahead of time for helping make Christmas special for each and every child at King's Daughters School, the press release states. Heritage Bank and Trust is resuming hosting duties this year as the continued valued partner to King's Daughters School. Heritage Bank and Trust is proud to be a part of the wonderful work being done by the King's Daughter School, said Shelley Golden, King's Daughter School board member and executive vice president and chief risk officer of Heritage Bank and Trust. Over the years, I have served on the board of directors of the King's Daughter School, and I continue to be impressed with the care and compassion given to each student to make their lives the best that it can be. Heritage is honored to partner with an organization making such a great impact on our community. Santa's mailboxes are located in two Murray County Heritage Bank and Trust lobbies, one at 217 South James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia, and the other at 109 South Main Street in Mount Pleasant. The King's Daughter School is a nonprofit residential school that has provided academic, vocational, and life skills training to students with developmental delays for over 60 years. Murray Regional Health will host a walk-in career event for positions in clinical and non-clinical areas on the second Thursday of each month, beginning December 14th from 3 to 6 p.m. in the Human Resources Conference Room at Murray Regional Medical Center, located at 1224 Trotwood Avenue in Columbia. Applicants interested in joining a nationally recognized health care system should bring a copy of their resume to this hiring event. No application is required. 
During the visit, candidates will have the opportunity to speak with members of the talent acquisition team about positions and opportunities at Murray Regional Health's Southern Middle Tennessee locations, as well as to learn more about their comprehensive benefits, educational assistance programs, and more. Positions of possible interest include, but are not limited to, nurse technician, registered nurse, physical therapist, pharmacy technician, licensed practical nurse, medical lab technician, registrars, dietary services, facility services, and environmental services. Applicants who are unable to attend the walk-in event on December 14th but are interested in exploring open positions are encouraged to contact the Human Resources Department at 931-380-4017 or by emailing careers at murrayregional.com. Murray Regional Health is a non-for-profit regional health system serving southern middle Tennessee through its hospitals, clinics, surgery centers, outpatient facilities, and physician practice group. Located in Columbia, Murray Regional Medical Center serves as the flagship hospital. The system also includes Marshall Medical Center in Lewisburg, Wayne Medical Center in Waynesboro, Lewis Health Center in Hohenwald, Murray Regional Medical Group physicians practices across the region, and several outpatient facilities. Murray Regional Health offers one of the most comprehensive and competitive benefits packages in Middle Tennessee, including medical, dental, and vision insurance plans, merit-based pay increases, flexible shift options, an on-site daycare center, education assistance for qualifying candidates, access to earned wages before payday, financial counseling and career navigation support, local discounts, and more. For your southern middle Tennessee weather, we will have mostly sunny skies with a high of 64 degrees today. Winds will be out of the south at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect cloudy skies early with scattered thunderstorms developing late. The low will be 57 degrees with winds out of the south at 10 to 15 miles per hour. The chance of overnight rain, 50%. For your weekend forecast, we'll see scattered thunderstorms throughout the day on Saturday. Storms may contain strong gusty winds. The high will reach 67 degrees. Thunderstorms will subside and turn into a steady rain overnight Saturday until Sunday morning. The cold front accompanying the rain will make for cooler temperatures on Sunday with a high of 45 degrees and an overnight low Sunday night of just 26. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer and why your satisfaction is so important to Jeff Hargrove and Susie Sowell. There's a great deal of satisfaction in serving a family and serving them well. It's an eye for detail and thoughtfulness and taking the time to see that things are done right. We do have nice facilities and good people and we work hard to do things well, but we don't want that to intimidate people as to what they think it will cost. Taking care of you is our primary concern. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. 
Debbie Matthews Realtor and her husband Jason, who is a pro songwriter, also own a music publishing company. They live in historic downtown Columbia with their dogs. Dog rescue work is their passion project. They consider Middle Tennessee their backyard and their lives are full of all things Tennessee. Debbie says there is no greater honor than to help someone find a home. To be trusted with that job, there is no greater privilege. Call Debbie at the Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224, 615-476-3224. Family first. <laughs> My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Are you a homeowner looking to unlock the potential of your home equity? Explore a home equity loan with First Farmers. Hi, this is Felicia Brown with First Farmers, and we would like to invite you to access funds with a home equity loan. For home improvements, invest in education, or simplify your finances, you can make your dreams a reality with the power of your home equity. Get started today. Apply online at myfirstfarmers.com or call to speak with one of our team specialists at 1-800-882-8378. Equal housing lender. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. Jingle bells, houses sell all the time of the year. To get the most out of your house, let us help you there. With free home staging, yard landscaping, and some free repairs. We will carve for you to make your dreams come true. Mr. Grinch, beware. Merry Christmas to you and your family from George Varalis and The Way Realty. And remember, Jesus is the reason for the season. Jesus Christ changes lives. 
Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7. This program is sponsored in part by George Vrylis and the great team at The Way Realty. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Calls and tips to the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation's Human Trafficking Hotline have jumped more than 400% in recent years as public awareness grows. TBI's human trafficking team received 1,291 hotline tips last year, up from 245 in 2016. The vast majority were for child sex trafficking, with more than 600 reports in 2022. Those are some of the findings in a new TBI report released this month in response to a directive from state lawmakers. Legislators have vowed to fight human trafficking and are planning for a package of laws next year to tackle the problem. In an August special session on public safety, they passed House Bill 7041, which directed the TBI to submit a report on the state of human trafficking by December. The agency's last report was in 2013. Senate Majority Leader Jack Johnson of Franklin at the time said he planned to make Tennessee a leader in ending this evil practice. The 10-page report provides a snapshot of some numbers over past several years and ways the TBI has worked to address the issue. The figures represent calls, reports, and tips, and not confirmed cases or charges related to human trafficking. Among the findings, while reports of other types of trafficking, such as labor and adult sex trafficking, have grown slightly, reports of child sex trafficking have increased dramatically since 2016. Nearly half of all tips involving minors come from the Department of Child Services, which provides weekly information to the TBI. Minor victims range in age from 5 months to 17 years old, with 45% of reports involving children between the ages of 13 and 17. TBI has conducted proactive operations since 2015, targeting the commercial sex industry with a goal of identifying traffickers and recovering victims. This year, TBI conducted 15 operations, of which 17 minors were located. TBI needs additional resources to help examine thousands of online sex advertisements to identify potential victims. The possibility of a passenger railway connecting the Bluff City to the Music City is beginning to track. On Wednesday, December 6th, U.S. Representative Steve Cohen's office announced that $500,000 in federal funding was secured for analyzing the project scope for a railway connecting Memphis, Nashville, Chattanooga, and Atlanta. Passenger rail service linking Tennessee's major cities will be a major economic shot in the arm and will invigorate travel and tourism across the state, Cohen said in a statement. The funding is provided via the Federal Railroad Administration, or RFA. More specifically, the grant is awarded through the RFA's Corridor Identification and Development Program. The program was created in November of 2021 in part of the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg oversees the program. Once this service is in operation, much of the country will be accessible by rail from Memphis. This is a very big deal, and I look forward to working with stakeholders in all the routes proposed cities to continue to move this project forward, Cohen said. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. 
Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Don't let pain keep you out of the game. Murray Regional Physical Therapy's experienced team of therapists can help you recover from surgery, injury, or illness by designing a plan that meets your unique needs. We utilize state-of-the-art equipment and proven techniques to help you get back to doing the things you love. Schedule a consultation at any of our convenient Southern Middle Tennessee locations by calling 931-380-4014. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Santa will once again make his way through Columbia this weekend for photos, sweet treats, and more. Hattie Jane's Creamery, located at Puckett's in downtown Square in Columbia, will host Sundays with Santa from 5 to 7 p.m. on Sunday. Hattie Jane's will feature a photo booth and hot chocolate for each customer. Admission is $25 at the door for parties of four and $5 for each additional member. Faded Farmhouse will host Pancakes and Pictures with Santa at the Blue Barn and Garden, located at 2697 Bristow Road on Friday through Sunday, which will also feature many great holiday shopping opportunities for Christmas decor and local vendor items. Muletown Lumber Lumber Yard at 1104 South Garden Street will host Photos with Santa and a holiday market from 10 till 6 on Saturday. Admission is free. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back on Monday to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great weekend.